Welcome to the Health Leaders Podcast, the place for peer-sourced and solution-focused insights for healthcare executives with new episodes airing every Tuesday. I'm Amanda Norris, and I'm the Revenue Cycle Editor for Health Leaders. Today, I'm here to chat with Adrienne Rhodes, Director of Patient Revenue Cycle at Beth Israel Leahy Health, about the organization's journey in adopting digital payment solutions. So let's get started. Thank you so much for joining me, Adrienne. It's such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. So to get us started, would you mind sharing a little bit about your healthcare background and how you got started at the organization? Sure. Um, I actually started at Leahy the first time in 2012 when we were preparing for our first Epic Go Live. Um, At the time, I was actually brought onto the IT team as Director of Revenue Cycle Applications. Um, It wasn't until about four years ago that I made the full switch to uh, Revenue Cycle Operations. Prior to that, it was mostly Epic IT, actually. That's great. So we're here to talk about the organization's recently adopted digital payment solution. Organizations are always looking for ways to enhance the patient payment experience, and I think your mobile and text messaging-based payment solutions are very innovative. So would you mind telling us a little bit about these solutions and how they work? Sure. Um, We partnered with a company called Q-Squared. They sit, they're platform sits on top of our EHR. We basically use Q-squared in two ways. One are through our patient statements, which are post-service, and then also for estimates and pre-service collections. Um, Basically what happens is that when a statement generates, the patient immediately receives our customized text with a HIPAA and PHA compliant link that brings open a website and then with a simple confirmation of a birth date, allows you to use your mobile device uh, payment options to pay your bill. Uh, We also implemented a link to set up a payment plan solution right from your mobile device. And then from a pre-service collection, we use a separate portal to send bills or statements in uh, live real time. Uh, We use this sometimes when the patient's in person or over the phone, but generally when there's direct interaction, uh, we can ask the patient, would you like to pay this via maybe a payment method that we don't have available with our EHR? Um, And we can send them a text and then they can pay it and we'll see that payment real time. We were lucky to have this in place as well during the when the No Surprises Act came into effect on January 1st. So we've been toying with um, a little bit of use uh, from a compliance perspective with the No Surprises Act. I would say that the beauty of this platform is that it is very easy to pay your bill. Um, I think in general, healthcare makes it too hard, which really just works against you. So the simple link, just confirmation of a date of birth, rather than remembering a username and password for yet another portal and using your um, stored payments sources on your phone has really helped us stay ahead. Wow, that's awesome. So I, you just mentioned the No Surprises Act. Do you also provide good faith estimates through this platform as well? We do, we do. Um, We are trying to leverage as much non-paper solution as possible. So our good faith estimates, first we try via our patient portal, um, but then if we cannot or cannot reach a patient, i.e. they don't have an account set up yet, new patient, uh, we will send a good faith estimate through Q-squared. Okay, so let's go back a little bit and start from the beginning of implementation of this payment solution. So how did your organization realize that there was a need for something like this? You know, pre-COVID, I'm not sure that they did, if I'm being completely honest. 
Um, I pushed really hard on this topic, um, making sure to highlight the potential ROI and potential patient satisfaction. I was very lucky to get support of certain key high-level individuals in the organization to allow me to take the chance on this functionality. It's not, at the time, it was now like three plus years ago, people really weren't doing this yet. But then with COVID, it really became clear how ahead of the game we were because people then were running towards this functionality, trying to get patients online or via mobile device. I mean, the short answer is I don't think they realized it until they did. <laughs> it's the bad answer. Yeah, well, that brings me actually to my next question. I was wondering if it was easy to get other revenue cycle leaders on board. So it sounds like it was a little tricky, but it's a good thing they took that leap with you. Yeah, I think it depends on, it, and it's all timing. I think you have to make sure that you're targeting your presentation towards the individual. Um, you know, if I'm talking to a CFO, I'm specifically targeting, you know, the the increase in payments that we've received, the um, decrease in my AR um, aging and, and other items like that. Whereas if I'm talking to physicians or clinical leaders, I'm more talking about patient satisfaction or um, turnaround time for getting into touch with your patients or potential like cosmetics or estimates um, are becoming more of a focus uh, with the physician group. Yeah. And it sounds like there's a lot of moving parts there. So implementation couldn't have been without its challenges, right? So can you explain some hurdles you faced and any solutions that came from them? Yeah. So this specific solution is very simple. However, I will say that the particular challenges we saw are age-old problems and they are IT resources because you really can't get any of this done without your IT team working in tandem with operations. And resources are just very thin right now. Um, they were when we implemented and they continue to be. So I think that is the biggest challenge, finding the right resources and getting them allocated in a timely manner. So when taking on such a large endeavor, such as reworking your patient payments, revenue cycle leaders can be very hesitant. Can you give them any advice on moving forward and taking those first steps towards something like this? Yeah, I think my biggest piece of advice is that you really have nothing to lose here. So even if you were to pilot it out, there is no negative possibility. I mean, the funny anecdotal story that I tell is that our um, biggest complaint, and I use air quotes, I know you can't see me to say complaint, is that patients receive these text messages, would call a customer service and say, hey, I love this text message. I'm going to use it. I'm actually going to pay using this, uh, this mobile statement but could you send me paper anyway? And so uh, to me, there's just very little risk here, um, but so much opportunity. So if, and the, the dollar amount, so we pay per statement essentially, new statement generated text up through four, and it's just a very simple, easy way to, to show a return of investment. And people really like using it. So you have to take the chance. Have you found that there's a barrier with users based on demographic at all? Are there some patients that refuse to use it, maybe like the older generation? Yeah, so I think pre-COVID, there was more of that. Um, and those are the people that call us for our paper statements, even though they're paying online. But, you know, and we're very, I will say, our demographic, we have a very high Medicare population. 
Um, so we were trying to be very cognizant of that. I think COVID shoved everybody into a different world when it comes to interacting with your healthcare providers and your health systems. So we're seeing less and less of that. I do think that there's, you have to be cautious that you are um, reaching out to specific populations or maybe doing extra communication to certain populations. Um, we certainly want, wouldn't want to turn off functionality and replace it with digital if it couldn't reach everybody. Um, so as long as you are being mindful, I just, I haven't seen it be an issue yet. I think COVID is the one thing COVID helped us with. It, it pushed us into a digital age. Yes, definitely. So you would say the key is to still offer those paper statements as well? Yes, I would say that we're becoming more aggressive with turning off paper automatically now, but we're doing it in phases and we're making paper available. So, and we're making it easy to request paper. So in your text, you have a method for saying, no, I don't want to receive text or I want to receive text, but I also want to receive paper. Yeah. Well, this kind of brings me to my last question. What does the future of patient payments look like for your organization? Are you looking to digitize or streamline any other areas of the revenue cycle? Well, I think that the easy answer is yes. I think patient financial experience is absolutely a focus for the institution. Uh, as new functionality becomes available in an environment so reliant on digital technology, we're doing our best to stay ahead of the curve. Some areas we've done better than others, but we're absolutely focused on the patient financial experience. And I think, you know, the government and new regulations such as the No Surprises Act have made, made us focus on this area. You know, there's more complicated patient engaging situations involving their finances that we just have to be creative. I'd really like to see a more focus on financial counseling um, digitally. I'd like to see the government step up in that space as well to make those resources more available. So we're looping those groups into some of our backend functions where we have more digital solutions. But so short answer is, Absolutely. We are focused on this and we are doing our best to stay ahead. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Adrian. I'm so glad that you were able to join me today and share all of this with us. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is all the time we have for today. So this brings us to the end of our show. Thank you for listening to the Health Leaders Podcast, and we'll be back next Tuesday with more healthcare industry insights.